Podcast number 39. Lyrics and intervals. Intervals are the distance between any two notes. They have a certain quality which combined with a lyric can affect and impact the listener, creating a memorable, meaningful moment. Think of an octave, eight notes, the Latin word for eight. The opening two notes of Somewhere Over the Rainbow feature this octave jump. We immediately know what song it is, and emotionally it touches us. Also, in the middle section of the theme from Titanic, an octave jump is used and the emotional high point of the song. Also, the jump is into a non-chord tone, then moves down into a chord tone. This is called an appoggiatura. This is a very emotional technique. If you are interested in learning more about this, please see my podcast on chord and non-chord tones. Let's listen to that right now. If you are not familiar with intervals, don't worry. Most of the great songwriters admit to no formal musical training or the ability to read or write musical notation. They rely on their musical instincts and mind's ear to guide them as they play chords on a guitar or piano. The sound of the chords and the chord progressions stimulates the creation of melodies. Some songwriters use lyrics to help guide this process. Others compose the melody first and then harmonize with chords that enhance and support this melody. The most important concept to grasp from this podcast is the use of a particular interval to reinforce continuity, cohesion, and understanding through repetition, especially with important lyrics and emotions. This is vital to reach and connect with the listener. I will outline these concepts dealing with intervals and lyrics through examples aimed at both those with previous or no previous knowledge of this subject. As I mentioned the octave before, now let's look at other intervals. We will use the C major scale as our example. If you have a keyboard, you can see, hear, and picture the intervals more readily. This is why in interviews, articles, and biographies, we see most successful songwriters have a working knowledge of a piano, guitar, or both. Learning basic chords on these instruments is relatively easy. Most modern songs use three or four chords. Charts about chords, keys, intervals, everything is on Google. And there's an incredible amount of free lessons on YouTube dealing with music lessons on all instruments. The basic concept is that an interval is the distance between any two notes. They have a number and a quality. We will use the C major scale for our example. Actually, all major scales will be the same, so all these concepts will apply to all the scales. I will now play the intervals between the first note of the scale, in this case C, and then the rest of the notes. If possible, sing or play along or do both. First, we will play from C to D. C, D. This is a second because from C to D is two notes. 
And it is called a major second because D is the second note in the C scale. Now we will go from C to E. This is called a major third because the E is the third note in the C scale. Our next interval will be from the first to the fourth note, C to F. Here comes the bride, starts with C, a fourth. And this is called a perfect fourth. When dealing with the fourth and fifth note of the scale, we say perfect. So perfect fourth. And then from C to G is a fifth, a perfect fifth. From C to A, the sixth note is called a major sixth. We go back to major because this is the sixth note in the C scale. And then we have from C to B, the seventh, and this is called the major seventh. And then we finish with the octave from C to C. That's a perfect octave. Now, in many other countries, they do not use the letters. They use do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, back to do. Now, sometimes people make naming intervals harder than it is. If you have a sheet that you could print out on Google of all the major scales and you look at it, all you have to remember is just the of the two notes, the lower note, make believe you're in that scale, even though the song might be in a certain key. You forget about that. Just think of the lower note. So for example, as I said, if we were in the C scale, the fourth note is F, so it's a perfect fourth. If we were in the F major scale, the fourth note is B flat. So from F to B flat would be a perfect fourth. Later on, I will give you the rules for if it's below or above one of those notes. For those of you who maybe are planning to go to college for music and taking an entrance or taking a theory test, then you have to know all the major scales by heart so you could do this. But if not, you could just simply look at a chart. And for our purposes in this podcast, you do not have to do any of this. We're not taking a test. We are going to look now how lyrics are affected by certain intervals and then practice singing them so you can make your song stand out and be easily recognizable and have lyrics that touch the listener for our first example i will use a song that i've analyzed earlier in the podcast and it's under the bridge by the red hot chili peppers the title phrase under the bridge of course probably the most important phrase in the song is expressed by the notes E, 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 G. So in other words, the interval is E to G natural. This is called a minor third. A third because E to G is three notes away. And a minor because the quality of the interval is determined by the scale of the lower notes, as I said earlier. Here, the third note in an E scale is G sharp. So one half step below is called minor. It is a minor third. 
And if you ever wanted to know how chords are named, it's because of the intervals in them. So a minor chord will have a minor third between the root, the first note, and the third note of the chord. The important concept here, as I said earlier, is that this minor third interval underlies the title. And every time we hear the title, we associate the minor third with under the bridge, embedding the emotion and meaning of the lyric in our minds. For our second example, I'd like to use You Need to Calm Down by Taylor Swift, which I have also previously analyzed in a podcast. Here we have the interval of a perfect fifth from a D down to a G. Because D is the fifth note in the G scale. These two notes are used four times in the verse, each time at the end of a phrase, always an important moment at the end of a musical sentence. Taylor uses this interval on the words damn, M of AM, hey, and K of OK. This really is important in constructing a melody that makes sense and can relate to the listener. If you end every sentence with the same two notes and interval, it definitely will impact the listener. The perfect fifth, most probably, is the strongest of all intervals. Think of the first two notes of the main theme of Star Wars. In this case, the two notes move upward. This interval denotes power. Bass players use the interval of the fifth extensively. Think of My Girl. Guitar players use them together to form power chords. In the chorus of this song, we hear another interval used for the same purpose, to create cohesion through the repetition of certain notes. Here, the two notes are E down to a B. This is a perfect fourth downward because E is the fourth note in a B scale. This interval supports the lyrics down, loud, stop, and not. Here, we see another example of interval used to hold things together. Before we move on, there is one more excellent example I'd like to illustrate now. In the bridge of this song... Accompanying the lyrics, figured you, we all know, we all get, and need to calm, which is part of the title, we hear three notes, F-sharp, G, and F-sharp. This is a minor second up and back. Again, do not worry about the technical names. The main point is to use two or more notes as a motive. See Podcast 24. A motive is a reoccurring phrase or idea that grabs the listener's attention, especially for important moments in lyrics. For our next example, I'd like to use the song Sucker by the Jonas Brothers. In the verse of this song, we see yet another example of how a certain interval or intervals are used to highlight important or rhyming lyrics. In the first verse... Supporting the four rhyming lyrics, Together, Feather, Weather, and December, we hear again the downward interval of the perfect fifth, this time G-sharp to C-sharp. 
This definitely creates a motivic link, lyrically and melodically. Also, very interesting, in the verse, we hear two notes, C-sharp to B, a descending major second. This we hear on the lyric, yeah, which is not prominent. It sounds like it might be just a throwaway. But then, in the pre-chorus, two long phrases are made up of these two notes, C-sharp and B. In fact, these long phrases use only those two notes. So seemingly, what was thought to be a throwaway now becomes the basis of a whole section. Not only for lyrics, but in the instrumental section of your song or the background, a certain interval or phrase may become a motive, also called a motif. As alluded to earlier, this is a reoccurring interval or phrase that creates cohesion through repetition. It may represent a person, emotion, or event in the present or in the future. One of the greatest examples is the two-note motive E to F. A minor second representing the shark in the movie Jaws. Okay, now let's practice jumping between the notes of a chord, and then let's practice jumping from the notes in one chord to another chord. First, let's take a C chord, and I will play the chord, and then we'll jump through the notes of the chord up and down. This is called an arpeggio. So in a C chord, that was C, E, G, high C, and then back. So Do, Mi, Sol, Do, Sol, Mi, Do. In fact, you should practice singing all the notes in the chord you're going to use. Now let's jump between the notes. Now let's jump from the notes of one chord to another chord. So let's jump from C in a C chord to F in an F chord. Let's jump from C in the C chord to A in the F chord. So I think you get my idea. Sing the notes in the chord and then practice jumping from notes in one chord to another chord. And you don't have to know the notes. If Let your ear be your guide. Even if you do read notes, sometimes just be free. Let your ear, your mind guide you. Let the lyrics guide you. You'll feel when to jump or maybe to move smoothly through the scale steps. This is called diatonically. Whether singing or playing an instrument, using intervals to tell your story is invaluable. The final section of this podcast, I will go through the intervals and how they are named. Again, we will use the C major scale for our example. Now, the first two notes that I mentioned before, C to D, since D is in the C scale, it's a major second. Anytime you lower a major second, one half step, so in this case it would be C to D flat, then from major, one half step down is minor. This applies to all the major intervals. One half step is minor. So now we have C to D flat is a minor second. 
Whenever you raise an interval a half step, it's called augmented. So C to D sharp will be an augmented second. So from C to E will be a major third. From C to E flat will be a minor third. And from C to E sharp will be an augmented third. Now, I know you might say, wait, C to E sharp is C to F. That's a perfect fourth. But we can't say that because even though they're played with the same note, that's called enharmonic when one note has two names. But still, we have to go by the letter name E. Now, from C to F is a perfect fourth. When you talk about perfect, one half step below, instead of using the word minor, they use diminished. So a diminished fourth would be C to F flat. An augmented fourth would be from C to F sharp. Then we have the perfect fifth. That was C to G. And from C to G flat would be a diminished fifth. In the blues and in jazz, that's also known more commonly as the flat five, the flatted fifth. And then if we raise the fifth up, it's still augmented. Whenever you raise anything up, it's augmented. So from C to G sharp would be an augmented fifth. Then from C to A is a major sixth, back to major. C to A flat would be a minor sixth. C to A sharp would be an augmented sixth. C to B would be a major seventh. C to B flat would be a minor seventh. C to B sharp would be an augmented seventh. And then an octave, C to C would be a perfect octave. And then of course we could have a diminished octave, C to C flat. And then we could have an augmented octave, C to C sharp. So as I said earlier, in an interval with two notes, the lowest note, you make believe you're in that scale. And then the rules are, if the note is in the scale, the second and third, the sixth and seventh are called major. One half step below is minor. One half step above is augmented. When you talk about the fourth, the fifth, and the octave, if it's in the scale, it's perfect. One half step below is diminished, and one half step like the others, is augmented, and that covers all the intervals. I know this study of intervals can be a little overwhelming, but for our purposes, for modern songwriters, the point is, as I said before, don't worry about the intervals. Sing the notes in the chords. Sing different notes as you move from one chord to another chord for practice. And then when you have your lyrics or you're creating your song, just be free. And when you feel it needs a jump of a certain interval, just be free. Or you feel that you want a more smooth flow of notes, then go diatonically, stepwise. I hope this podcast has been helpful in working out these ideas. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Joe.